You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Bama, Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing just great. And yourself, how are you doing on this lovely week zero? Uh, I am, I'm doing pretty good. I'll tell you something. Um, you know, I, yeah, I was, I was debating where to put this in the podcast because I wanted to talk about it, but it's non-Bama. But I've been clearing my throat a lot, as you just heard. And, like, been doing it for, like, six to eight months. and. It's just been a thing where, you know how Eddie Murphy had that whole bit about when his kid or Eddie Murphy, when he was a young boy and his dad was mad at him because he got a dog and nobody ever cleaned up the shit when the dog shit all over the place. And he said, you know, he said, I decided because the the dad was cleaning up all the time. He said, you know what, Eddie, I decided I wasn't going to clean it up this time. I was just going to see what happened. And he said, it stayed there so long that it just became part of the furniture and shit. I just started setting my drink on it. He said, I just forgot that it was a piece of shit. And so that's how it is about my throat, that I'd forgotten. You know, I, I just don't notice that I'm doing it all the time, but I am. So I went to um, my nose doctor, my ENT guy, um, and he said, you know, he ran a telescope, you know, all through my sinuses and said, yeah, you got a bunch of mucus and stuff in there. I said, great. I said, what do I do? He said, well, let's get you an allergy test. And I've never been allergic to anything that I know of. Well, I went to get my allergy test today, and that is a huge pain in the ass, by the way. So they made that would they give you like a whole bunch of shots to determine which yeah. ones your skin has a reaction to. Yeah. Yes. So they turned over both my arms to where my my forearms on the underside are exposed, and they take this this like eight prong thing and stick both sides of my both of my arms with it, and they're like, okay, just stay there for twenty minutes. I'm like, do you know me? I, I don't sit still anywhere for 20 minutes. I don't do anything silently or still for 20 minutes. And I was like, okay. So then she, she leaves and she comes back and she goes, all right, now here's what we're going to do. I'm writing on your arm, all the various things we're going to test for. And then I'm going to stick you with those things. And we're going to see what kind of reaction you have. So she, there was like 20 things. I mean, I mean, maybe 16 things, a lot of things. And she poked me with all these things. They were like, okay, now sit there for 15 minutes. I'm like, damn it. So she comes back 15 minutes later and she goes, okay, you don't have any reaction. I was like, that's great. I've never been allergic to anything. She goes, well, now we're going to up the dosage. And I'm like, wait a minute. If, I mean, you, we can do this game. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you stick me with enough Lucky Charms, I'll never be able to eat Lucky Charms again. I mean, I'll have a reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, my skin will break out, you know? And be like, look, you just can't eat Lucky Charms anymore. I'm like, yeah, but you you needled me. You stuck a hose into my arm and pumped three pounds of Lucky Charms in there. No wonder I had a reaction. And she was like, yeah, this is just what we do. We're going to up the dosage. So, she, you know, she did it again. And she comes back, and they have this little chart. And they measure the bumps on your arm. Because now your arm has been poked several times. And she measures it. goes, yeah, this is it's anything over seven millimeters means you had a reaction to it. And so literally everything she said, oak trees, maple trees, ragweed, um, goldenrod, which I thought was like a color of Sherwin Williams. 
um, dogs, cats, uh, I mean, shit, Alabama podcast, everything. I, I was like, I'm allergic to all of them. And she goes, well, yeah. And, and I go, but I, I'll go, listen, lady, I mean this with all sincerity. My mom has worked with the Humane Society since the dawn of time. And I, I shit you not, I don't remember the last time I didn't have a dog in the bed with me. Like even when I'm when I'm by myself, a dog finds its way into my bed, just like they did when I went to that DZ swap. Didn't uh, but uh, you know, I'm just teasing. I love DZ. Uh, anywho, um, but and I was like, you know, I don't understand it. And she was like, okay, you you're seven or eight millimeters on every one of these things. So she goes, now you got to come back next week, and we'll give you a shot for all these things. And I was like, okay. And I come back and tell my dad all this. And he says, you know, he said, well, you, you should look at this like, this guy's an allergy ENT guy, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, he doesn't make any money if you just quit coming back. <laughs> you know, his whole thing is like, yeah, you. we need this guy to be allergic to something. So keep poking him until his arm swells up and then we'll get him back here. And that's not a bad, that's not a bad strategy. I mean, it's sort of like run the damn ball. I mean, eventually it's going to work, right? <laughs> so anyway, that, how was your morning? <laughs> that sounded like a whole long story to explain why you're not getting vaccinated. No, no, no. I'm, and that's the, thing. <laughs> that's the other thing while I was sitting there, I was like, this is so much worse than getting vaccinated. Getting vaccinated was 10 times easier than this. And, and, and we should, first of all, I'm gonna tell you a joke real quick. There was a guy uh, on an elevator and he kept sneezing. And every time he sneezed, you know, he, he would put something to his nose to cover his nose. And he would like, his whole body would shiver like right afterwards. And he did that four or five times. And the guy next to him said, buddy, are you okay? Cause I mean, like, I don't think you're supposed to shiver like that every time you sneeze. He goes, yeah, I'm sorry. He said, every time I, every time I sneeze, I got this condition. Every time I sneeze, I have an orgasm. And the guy said, oh my, oh my God, are you, so what are you taking for it? And the guy said, ragweed. <laughs> it's not bad. Good joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, but let's, let's do talk about this. I, I didn't want to do this because this is an Alabama podcast, but my allergy thing sort of rolls right into this. I don't think you and I have talked about Brian Harson and the testing positive for yep. coronavirus. Not coronavirus. Yeah, for coronavirus. Have it we, is. Have we not ragweed. He did not test positive for ragweed or that uh, or that unfortunate condition you were describing. This is very. It's also. I've got a condition too that every time Auburn loses, I orgasm. So. <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, we're losing but, our license again. <laughs> I don't know where we were on the uh, rankings of college football locked on podcasts, but after this week, we better take a picture of it. This may be the last one. Um, we're, we're number one after dark. <laughs> so what do you think about this? Uh, look, I don't want the guy to have coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to say. I don't want him to have that. I don't want him to have it. No. But I do think that if at this point, if if you're an Auburn fan, and look, let's all say that there's no way he's been vaccinated because of the, the no. sort of flippant he would say, way he's they yeah, would have he would said, said that. He would have said, I've been vaccinated and I've still got there there would be no harm in him 
saying that. As a matter of fact, it'd make him look good, you know, make him look better. And uh, he's not exactly. saying that because it's obviously not true. So my point is, like, what is it going to take? Because this really makes him look dumb in the middle of a pandemic. I, there's just not another way to say it. I don't understand what the prize is for people who are anti-vaxxing. I, again, I'm, everybody do you. Everybody do your own thing. But at this point, I, again, I ran into somebody at the grocery store in Ellick City Friday. And I hadn't seen him in forever. We're not really friends, but we talked for just a second. And I was like, so, you know, just sort of like, how you been? Sort of threw it out there. And he said, well, I was on a ventilator uh, for a couple of weeks. And um, I was in the hospital for 39 days with COVID. And I was like, holy shit. He goes, yeah, it was, I was in the paper. It was the whole thing. And um, I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, it's the scariest thing that's, that's ever happened to me. And, and my immediate thought was, I didn't ask him if he was vaccinated or not. But my immediate thought was, probably hadn't. But my immediate thought was, how could somebody not hear that story like i understand if you hear a story on the news and it's somebody in iowa and you see them on the ventilator you're like that's in iowa that shit's not gonna happen to me i get it but if i weren't vaccinated and i just talked to that guy because he's not much older than me i i would have gone and gotten vaccinated that minute because i was standing there side by side with the dude who who looked deaf right in the face and he he didn't die luckily but geez i and to, to bring this all back to football in Auburn, my point is, it, it just, it's not a good start for leadership qualities. I th- and I think that's what this boils down to. Forget the vaccination side of it. Just, it's about leadership. And, and like, I, I just don't understand it. I really don't, Jimmy. Well, first of all, if Nick Saban is doing it, then everyone should be doing it because Saban is always <laughs> right. That's number that's one. That's I mean, Nick Saban's, Nick Saban's always right and always doing the smart, right thing, you know, and he didn't do what Saban does. And, 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 and look what's happening. I mean, the head coach missing more than a week of practice in fall camp. That's, that's an, an enormous problem to say nothing of if his team is only half vaccinated, if that. Uh, and they're going through the COVID protocols. I mean, his team could easily miss and lose games this fall and forfeit games. Looks like the, the rule that the league is going to pass means they'll also be forfeiting TV money in addition to the, the losses. Oh and I guess, and I guess they'll, I guess, because I mean, the TV lose, hey, when you don't play the game, the TV people lose all their investment. They've already exactly. paid for the game. They've already paid for the game. When the game doesn't happen, they want their money back. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and I guess, I guess when Auburn has to forfeit games or they lose games because they're clearly not prepared, I suppose that we're going to hear from the Auburn fans that, that they're standing on their principles of personal choice or whatever flag they're going to wave. <laughs> but I hope they're happy with that, with that argument because, I mean, and, that, and that's know- going to be what they have. And, Jimmy, there may be Alabama fans that are listening to this, and maybe they're getting mad at us right now thinking that we're just, you know, thumbing our nose at them. And, and I'm not trying to do that. I, 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 think it's, I don't think it's the brightest thing in the world to not get vaccinated. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think it's very bright. Because I love the argument where people say, well, we don't know the long-term effects. Well, that's kind of hilarious to me because we do know the long-term effects of heavy drinking, 
of smoking, of vaping, of eating too much bacon. And a lot of us continue to do all of those things. So even if we knew the long-term effects, we do know that the long-term effects can't be as bad as dying on a ventilator alone. And, And I think it's just, I can't believe we can't find common ground on this. And I guess the only other thing I can think is this also points to leadership in the country and I swear to God, this will be the, as political as I get with this. Let's see, some people are like, I'm, Pelosi and, and Biden tell me to get vaccinated, so therefore I don't want to. And I'll tell you something, I don't like Biden and Pelosi either. They're jackasses. He's not that bright and she's awful. And But you know what? Trump's a jerk. He, I don't care if you voted for him or not, he's a jerk. And so we don't have any leadership that somebody can, can get a a good message across like, hey guys, no matter who you pull for, Auburn, Alabama, Democrat, Republican, dogs, cats, whatever it is, you need to take this thing because it's, it's not only good for you, it's not only good for your family, it's good for the, the society. And yes, there, there could potentially, very minutely possibility, have some kind of side effect eventually, maybe, just like every other vaccine ever. And it may not work, because you know what? Sometimes vaccines don't work for some people. But this is something we all need to do. And let's rally around that. This should be a common enemy that we're all facing. Instead, we have politicized this because there's no leadership in this country. And to put it uh, more succinctly and to put it to tie it to football, it feels like Auburn doesn't have a lot of good leadership right there. And that's all I'm going to say about it, I guess. Am I wrong? No, no, no. I mean, I I feel really strongly about this issue, just like everyone listening probably feels strongly about the issue. And a lot of people listening may feel strongly on the opposite side of how I feel. And that's fine. This is what happens when there is some sort of uh, controversy. Uh, People uh, take sides and people have different opinions. That's never going to change in the history of the world. But you know, to me, it's a simple thing. To me, it's not complicated. I suppose someone on the other side says, yeah, well, to me, it's a simple thing and it's not complicated. Well, we just think differently and that's okay. People have been thinking differently since, since they invented people. So I suppose that's what we have. But I consider what's going on a, uh, a public emergency. It's an emergency at the local, state, and federal level. Uh, we have 700, almost 700,000 dead Americans, you know, at this point. We're, we're moving up on, well, I mean, I'm terrible with math, but, I mean, <laughs> we're moving up on a, a legitimate percentage of the country that has died from this. And the hospitals are full, so people that have heart attacks and strokes can't, can't go to the hospital because they're full. It's a public emergency. So in times of public emergency, I think we all have a duty to do what we can do individually to, to quell the emergency. I shudder to think what this generation would do, Luke. Back in World War II, back in World War II, the government asked people to cut back on things they ate, to cut back on electricity, to cut back on energy, to donate, to only, to only eat so much types of food. And the government asked the people of this country to do that. And you know what? People did. There wasn't a controversy. There wasn't a, oh, well, that's a, um, a Republican president, FDR, 
or, you know, if that's a Republican asked me to do that, or that's a Democrat asked me to do that, I'm not going to do that. No, the country all pitched in and did it because there was a national emergency. Well, if there's a national emergency this time, and what do people say? Nah, it's my choice not, not to help. It's, it's, it's my choice to believe uh, this set of facts, and uh, I'm not going to do it even though my government, uh, both Democrats and Republicans, frankly, <laughs> are asking people to, to help, and, and a, a significant chunk, not a majority, we've got to remember that, it's not a, the majority of people in this country that have the opportunity to get vaccinated have chosen to be vaccinated, so it's the majority that have, but the thing is, in a pandemic, a majority is not good enough, we got to get everybody doing this, and, and, and had everybody done it, we wouldn't have this problem, and football and life would be going on as normal, but too many people chose not to participate in the emergency. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, Jimmy, and look, here's the other thing. Just selfishly, I just want football back. Forget about all the, the societal um, altruism, the, the responsibilities we all have. Can we just get – here, here's what I find ironic. If Greg Sankey came out and said, all right, guys, we can't have football, unless y'all all take a straw, stick it in your rectum, and somehow drink a can of Diet Dr. Pib, Mr. Pib, Dr. Pib, Dr. Oh, Thunder. Um, with the, and we'd all be like, oh yeah, okay, so how exactly do I do this again? Um, but it, it's, anyway, Jimmy, all right, so we've gone too long on this, and I know some people think we got too political, and I'm sorry if you feel that way, it is a big pressing hot button issue. We know this is an escape. I want it to be an escape, but I do think it ties in with the Auburn thing and all these no, other things. It does. However, there was also 20, there were 20 canceled Georgia high school football games this weekend. Yeah. You are crazy if you think there won't be canceled college football games. Exactly. There will definitely be canceled college football games. And the reason is the pandemic. And the reason is not enough people got vaccinated. So we have it spreading like wildfire again. And I know you can get it if you're vaccinated, but we all know what the numbers are. And if you don't believe the numbers, then I guess there's nothing that you could ever do to be convinced. But the numbers are the numbers. Ask a doctor. Don't ask a podcast host. Ask your medical doctor, the same one that you would go to if you got sick from COVID. Ask him what you should do, and then this whole thing will be solved. Okay, Jimmy, we've gone too far, too long, and I've got to give these live reads, and I'm going to do all three of them. Here we go. You do it. I'm excited Sweat. to hear Sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off that order. Sweatblock is fantastic. If you are a heavy sweater, look, if you are um, a guy who sweats under your arms profusely, now, you could be sweating somewhere else. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to pretend that we're only talking about under your arms, but sweat block works anywhere, okay? It's like a, it's like it comes in a little wipe that you use under your arms or wherever you're sweating, right? And on Sunday night, before you go to bed, you wipe this stuff under your arms. You wake up next morning, put your deodorant on. This is not a substitute for deodorant. You still would stink if you don't wear deodorant. Put on deodorant, but you don't have to wear antiperspirant for a week. That's how long this stuff works. It's fantastic. Sweat block. If you're a guy who's like, just has a sweat thing, you know, you, you and you got to talk in front of people, 
or you're nervous or whatever, or you're going on a date, you don't want to be all sweaty, all pitted up on your date. Get that, get that finished with sweat block, man. I'm telling you, this is how you, you're not going to be, you know, spooning with somebody if you've been sweating before you get to the bed, if you know what I mean. You got you to gotta have that sweat block. It's doctor created. It's made in the USA. I'm telling you, you can buy it on Amazon if you want to, but if you go to sweatblock.com, you get to all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. You know that jingle, and I sing it all the time, and you can't get it out of your head. And you know what? You sing it so much, why don't you just go to the website? There's only one cure for getting that jingle out of your head, and that's going to the Rock Auto website. It's family-owned business, been around something like 35 years. Uh, they, they know what they're doing, and they got all the parts your car will ever need. It's right there in the jingle. So go check them out. Cheapest, best, same parts you would get at your local big box store. That's the thing. Same parts, just like a lot cheaper. And we all need to save money right now. We all got to tighten our belts. That's how it's got to be. We're loosening our belts because we're getting fatter, but we're tightening them so that it's proverbially for the money. That, that's what I'm talking about, the money. Go to rockauto.com, check them out, rockauto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. Now let's talk about betonline.ag. Okay, if you want to loosen that belt both figuratively and literally, go to betonline.ag, put a little money down on the tide to win the national championship. Next thing you know, you're rolling in dough, baby. You can go buy all the parts your car will ever need at Rock Auto. Betonline.ag, they've got a promo going now. Welcome bonus, 100%. Use promo code locked on, 100%. Welcome bonus. So if you put in $100, you get to play with $200. If you put in $176, you get to play with $352. So go to betonline.ag. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on football futures. You can bet on basketball futures, Major League Baseball, whatever you want. Betonline.ag is the place for you. Betonline.ag. Go check them out. ASAP. BetOnline.ag. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about Bama in the NFL here for a second. We'll save the scrimmage talk for a minute, but Bama in the NFL, I've been watching a lot of preseason, and preseason is the biggest – you know what it is? Preseason is like – it's like a push-up bra, or it's like a guy who rolls up socks and put them in his pants before a date. You know, it's just a big it's, – it's fake. It's not real. Um, and it's disappointed when you find out about it. Um, so, but because the last two quarters are nothing but scrub junk usually. But man, I'm enjoying watching those first two quarters, especially when I right. get to see Najee Harris um, put a move on Jeffrey Okuda and just break his ankles on national television. That was amazing. Yes, uh, I did see that that move and uh, very very Najee like, and that was cool. Uh, Tua had a hell of a game uh, Saturday. That was great. I'm with you. I greatly look forward to preseason. Uh, I'm going to watch as we record this on Monday. The Saints and Jaguars are tonight on Monday Night Football. I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to watch that um, for the Alabama guys and just be watching. You know, uh, but just just to be watching you know, pro football, but it is true about, even though I look forward to it and I look forward to watching tonight, to me, it's like you go to a restaurant, you're starving to death and this is an appetizer. So you see, I'm starving. I can't wait for my entree. I need an appetizer. I need food. They can bring me right now. 
and you order an appetizer and it like totally sucks. But you eat it anyway because you're starving. You're like, God, it's sitting very good, but I'm starving. And you eat it anyway. That's what preseason football is. We're starving. It's not right. good, but we eat it anyway because we're starving. And, right. and, and, and that's why it's great because, trust me, when you're starving to death, that shitty fried pickle is pretty damn good. <laughs> that soggy-ass whole fried pickle. Yeah. No, and what, what do they call appetizers at Applebee's anyway? There's like a word for them or a – Appetizers, or is that TGA Fridays, or whatever? I'll admit I haven't been to one in a while. Well, I only know this because um, it was on the office the other day, and I think it is TGA Fridays. Or they do go to Applebee's on the office. Okay, then it's it's, or maybe it's Chili's. They went to Chili's. They go to a TGIF and an Applebee's on different episodes. Sounds familiar to me. Well, I know they went to Chili's because when uh, Tim Meadows, who used to be on Saturday Night Live, um, he, Michael Scott just found out that um, Jan was no longer Levison Gould. She was just Jan Levinson. Yeah. Um, yeah. They took her to Chili's because they did the Baby Back Ribs song. That's right. And that was a great, great, great episode. Um, but, all right, so Najee showed out. I thought Mac Jones looked good. By the way, all right, so Jimmy Cam either COVID or contact tracing or something, so he's done for like five days or whatever it is. And so this is an opportunity for Mac, but I will say this. I will go to my grave, and I hope that I'm not having to eat these words because this is going to happen kind of soon. Um, but New England hosts Tampa Bay like week four. I do not want Mac Jones to be the starter for that game. I want Tom Brady to go in and embarrass Cam Newton um, in the, in that game, and I it, because Tom Brady's gonna whip whoever is in front of him that game. I don't want it to be Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac has done really well. I saw on uh, Pro Football Focus or one of those uh, grading out websites that Mac is the highest rated uh, rookie uh, quarterback in the preseason. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, we will we we are soon or even as we speak, we're already hearing history revise itself as several high profile commentators who were mocking uh, Matt going high in the draft are, are changing their tunes and soon will pretend like they never said any of that stuff when, in fact, they were pretty brutal on Matt during the draft process. Even Colin Cowherd was, and I like Colin Cowherd. I didn't change, just because Colin has an opinion I don't agree with, I don't change my mind about him. I think he's great, and I enjoy his show. And, and hey, when you share opinions for a living, you're going to disagree with the opinions, and that's fine as long as you think, hey, this guy's smart and and I don't agree with that, but I want to hear what he has to say next. And that's how I am with, with Cowherd. And he, he really ripped on Mac uh, in the pre-draft process. He was outspoken uh, during a time when people thought he might go three to the 49ers. Colin was freaking out about that. And, and then today I hear him say, uh, well, the Patriots are just such a good organization. It doesn't matter who starts for them, whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones. They're going to be good, period. And I'm like, damn, you weren't saying that? You weren't yeah. saying that a few months ago, pal. You know, so uh, I'm real happy for, for Mac and really all our guys like Pat Sertan, uh, who's, who's making, you know, a quick, a, 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 you know, a quick uh, a transformation into a, a pro football player. I mean, so many of them are showing that, hey, this is what they were meant to do. And I think Mac's going to be really good. But with quarterback, more so, look, if you're a bad team, if you want to win some games, be good at quarterback. But if you want to be a great team, you need a quarterback, but you got to put people around him, especially in the NFL. 
A quarterback just cannot do it by himself. You need protection. You need a back that can take some pressure off of you. You need playmakers outside. You need all those things to be successful, which is exactly why Mack was so successful at Alabama. He had all that stuff at Alabama, and look what he did. He'll do the same thing in the NFL, but, but, but the Patriots have to put those, those pieces around him or it will never work. You know, and also prayers up to our own A.J. McCarron, who, frankly, he was not looking very good um, with Atlanta. But, you know, Atlanta, did, Calvin Ridley wasn't playing. Um, apparently, their offensive line isn't great. And um, just he wasn't looking sh- super sharp for Atlanta. But I hate it for him because he was getting an opportunity. And he, he was going to be the backup to Matt Ryan, which is, you know, no bad gig. And A.J. McCarron tears an ACL. That sucked. I was watching that when it happened. And weirdly, about two series before that, it looked like Jalen Waddle had torn his ACL because he got lead whipped. Um, luckily, he was fine. He came back in the game. But, boy, there a couple of scary moments there. Yeah, I feel really bad for A.J. because, I mean, this is the way I, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, and, hey, the good news is I'm wrong all the time, as you guys will cheerfully be pointing out because you didn't like my COVID rant. But uh, <laughs> you'll point out all the times I've been wrong, which is a lot. But uh, – uh, I hope I'm wrong about this, but with A.J. barely hanging on to a roster spot as is, I'm worried this ACL thing. I, I'm sure he's going to rehab, and he will rehab it, and he will come back healthy, and he'll work his ass off. I'm 100% sure that's true, and his agent will put his name out there next summer, but I'm worried he won't be given a fair chance to make a roster next fall. I, I, I worry this is the a nail in the coffin type situation. Well, at least he's got a, a good, strong, homely lash to go home to. That's right, I mean, homemaker. Yeah, just a, yep. you know, she's a, she's just a good girl. I mean, she's not much to look at, Catherine Webb. She's only one of the hottest women on the planet. Um, no big whoop. So I mean, look. She's my again. second. She's my second favorite, all behind Charles Barkley. <laughs> She's a, she is Brent Musburger approved. Is that how they, the women like to say it? I still um, say the funniest thing I have ever seen, you're always telling your stories, the funniest thing I have ever seen on Twitter in my life, and that's saying a lot because I see something on Twitter at least once a day that makes me laugh out loud for five minutes. But the funniest thing I've ever seen on Twitter is there were internet rumors or Twitter rumors years ago that AJ and Catherine Webb had broken up and it caught wildfire. It was not true, or if it was true, it was quickly rectified. But those rumors were everywhere. And right when the height of the rumors that they had broken up, someone tweeted a picture of Brent Musburger superimposed on John Cusack <laughs> and anything goes holding up the uh, boombox. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, funny to say. I, I, I laughed and laughed and laughed. Oh, gosh, Twitter is funny. undefeated because what also <laughs> happened, Joseph Goodman, I think it's, isn't his name Joseph Goodman for AL.com? The, the AL.com columnist, yeah. Yeah, okay, who apparently nobody liked, including Mama Goodman, um, but he, because he takes his shots at everybody, and he mm-hmm. took his shot at Brian Harston about the, the, COVID stuff or whatever, his article saying, you know, Brian Harson really showing a lack of leadership here, et cetera, et cetera. And an Auburn fan 
subtweeted him and said, hey, do you ever write anything positive about Auburn? And somebody wrote below that, well, he just told you Brian Harson tested positive. Does that not count for anything? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but, you know, you know, I'm not – I mean, I guess Joseph Goodman is good at his job, and that's fantastic that he is. But I know one thing that gives me pause as I went on my COVID rant, yes, I also believe Brian Harson has abdicated his leadership by the way he's handled COVID at Auburn. But it just makes me really nervous that I'm agreeing <laughs> with Joseph Goodman on anything. I think this I is the, the first. Same, I had the same thought. I was like, it's maybe I'm wrong about this whole first. thing. Maybe I should this just go uncomfortable first. Yeah, I, I have consistently disagreed with his takes over the months and years. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure he means well, and he's doing a job, and he's generating interest and generating conversation, and that's a thing. But, uh, yeah, now that uh, Joseph Gibbons, like, Harson's abdicating his leadership, I'm like, maybe we need to take a second look at this. Hey, aren't you driving in the general direction of downtown Mobile? Um. I'm heading south, so yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm standing downtown Mobile across the street from your, your destination, and it's getting so dark. I mean, there's obviously a storm coming up, and it's getting so I'm dark. I'm this imagining, is why we didn't do it last week. I'm imagining that Jim Cantori is going to walk down my sidewalk any single second. I mean, it's a uh, – and now the wind's blowing like 35 miles an hour, and I hear sirens. It's crazy. So welcome to Mobile, Luke. <laughs> All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this podcast. We probably went long. We had to do it in a few different recordings because I'm going down I-65. But we will uh, be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on COVID. <laughs> Here are exciting takes tomorrow on critical race theory. <laughs> if you were pissed today, just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow we have two guests Aaron Suttles and then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> and we're, we're also going to be co-hosting with Joseph Goodman everybody is he <laughs> our new buddy that we agree with on everything Joseph Goodman and also Dennis Franchoni will join the show for you Alabama fans that want to talk a little history because uh, y'all uh, love us <laughs> All right, buddy. We are also going to have another guy who's batting a thousand, Jaleel Jaleel Billingsley's PR guy. (laughs) Yeah, we hope this gets out in time. Jaleel Billingsley is in charge of doing this the exact right way. So uh, we hope that all goes well. (laughs) All right, everybody. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.